Radio Drome. All right, it's Radio Drome. I'm Josh. Marquita Swade's here, and Brad's here, so all of you can get his worst movies list, right, Brad? <laughs> you know what's really, really funny about that is now they're not yelling at you to fix the links anymore. <laughs> That's because my webpage has been relaunched. 1201beyond.com is fully operational now. Eat it, Why don't? Why doesn't it work in the snob archives, bro? Because those are still the jackalope links, and we're not getting into that. <laughs> Brad's too lazy to go and change a hundred different links. It's Brad's fault, that's why. Adam and Eve is still our sponsor, so go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME to get three free DVDs, free U.S. shipping, a free mystery gift, and even 50% off of one item just for using the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. We're going to look at the IMDb bottom 100. As I put in the other worst movies, the Wikipedia one, the reason I didn't want to use this list initially is I, I, I guess when people rate stuff on IMDb, they look at, oh, it was on Mystery Science Theater. That automatically makes it a bad movie. I'd say a good third to almost half of this list is just about any film that's been on MST3K. And I think that just kind of shows how dumb the general public is when they vote for these, don't you think, Brad? Well, it, it just goes to show that not that a majority of those are like probably they just haven't seen that many bad movies, or that that's maybe the worst that they've seen. You know, like because I guarantee you, like the, the movies on Mystery Science Theater are probably the worst movies that like my dad has ever seen. But I mean, I'll say that sure, there's movies that I've seen on Mystery Science Theater that. I would put on a list of the worst movies ever made. Some. But when you look at a lot of the ones chosen here on the IMDb Bottom 100, and I know that it's going by just how low the ranking is, how low point counter and how low, and also how many people have voted on them. So in a sense, I do, unfortunately, I do kind of see why there's so many Mystery Science Theater movies on there because those are popular bad films because of Mystery Science Theater, and a lot of people have voted on those movies, so because of all of those votes, they end up in the bottom 100. And some of them, sure, I agree, probably should be on a list of bottom 100, but not all of them, and certainly not all of them that are on this list of the bottom 100. Sorry, Mitchell is not even one of the bottom 1,000. Not at all, and it's number 84 on here. There's only 28 on the list that are Mystery Science Theater, by the way. Like, that's so that's like, a little over a quarter. <laughs> anyway, though, it's, yeah, like how Brad said, a lot of people, their concept of a bad movie is what they've seen on Mystery Science Theater because they haven't seen a whole lot of bad movies. The majority of the general public don't seek out bad movies to watch. Well, now, we're not going to go over all 100 because we wouldn't be able to spend time on any of them. There are some on here that I've never heard of, and I'm not talking about the foreign titles. I'm talking about, like, .com for Murder from 2002. Have either oh. of you even seen that? I, I, haven't, I haven't seen .com for Murder, but Bayless maybe did an episode on that. Or one I, that, there's one I had forgotten existed. I've never seen it. 
I forgot there was a sequel to Nine and a Half Weeks. Another Nine and a Half Weeks from 97? I've seen that with uh, Angie, what's-her-face, the redhead. Angie Everhart? Angie Everhart, thank you. Is it as bad? Should it be on this list? No, no, it, no. No, it's not good. It, it's certainly not good, but bottom 100? No. It's just a forgettable, like, it's it's a forgettable softcore, like, Showtime-level skin flick is all. Like, if you're going to put that on the bottom 100, you might as well put Animal Instincts on there. Was that the one you did with John John Saxon and David Carradine? Oh, yeah, the Shannon Weary one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are some that definitely deserve to be on here. Both Baby Genius movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't fight you on that at all. A, a lot. the third one will probably be on there eventually. There's a third there's one? There's a third one? Yeah, I'm a little taken aback, There's a third one? Too. And the guy that's directing the third one, he's got the fourth and fifth ones in production. I guess and there, John is, I, I, them all. there is no tribute to Bob Clark, then, is there? I can't wait for the sequel to Rhinestone. Well, and there are some on here that are bad, but in all honesty, I enjoy the hell out of them, like Lawnmower Man 2. Lawnmower Man 2 is awesome. It's not good, but it's awesome, isn't it? I'd have to see it again. I don't. I remember that being insufferable to sit through. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in theaters when it came out and was just mad. Creeping Terror is a mystery science. It's something that was on Mystery Science Theater that deserves to be on here. Well, and then then there's like ones, actually a few that Spoonie did. Santa with Santa with muscles, that Hulk Hogan one. Yeah, that's on here. Yeah, that one was pretty insufferable. Oh, and speaking of Hulk Hogan, you've also got Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain on there. I've never seen what a, a single Three Ninjas movie. What about Mr. Nanny? Uh, the Blade Master is a fun movie. It's not good, but I like the Ator movies, and that's on here. I mean, what are some that you guys would necessarily put on here, if not, like, a lot of these mystery science theaters? And, honestly, a lot of this is made up of stuff from, really, the past ten years. I mean, number one is Disaster Movie on here. You got the hottie and the naughty and Pledge This and the Top Five, both Paris Hilton movies. And I think the problem with this, really between those two being on here. And I'm sure they deserve a spot on the 100. I'm not saying that they're not. But what I am saying is that given that this list is tallied by votes, that anyone could get on there, anyone could make a vote on it, if as many people who have voted on this saw it, that probably would have been rather successful at the box office. <laughs> there, Because people people will get on here, and they will automatically vote one on that because it's got Paris Hilton in it. They will automatically vote one on a Tyler Perry movie. A Tyler Perry movie will have, like, be it like a 2.4 within the first two days of its release from however many thousands of votes because of people voting it down just because it's got Tyler Perry in it. And same with, like, years and years ago when Geely was number one. And if as many people who voted that number one to put it on the bottom 100 actually saw the movie, the movie would have done okay at the box office. There, yeah, are, there are a couple on here that I really do think, yeah, thank God that that movie is on this list, such as Going Overboard. That early Adam Sandler movie that Phil yeah. Brain did, I yeah. saw that on VHS when that first came out on video. You want to talk an insufferable, hard-to-sit-through movie, man. Got, like, three Uli Lamo movies on here. I think oh. all of the Uli Lamo movies should be on here. 
Yeah, that, that that goes into territory of like uh, it's in Uli Lommel and a handful of Uva Ball movies where it's like which one do you put on there? It's like especially Uli Lommel. It's like okay, if you put one on there, why not the others? Because they're all pretty much equally bad. It's hard to say like, well, this one should be on here, but not these five or these two, but not these three. Like. They're not distinguishable in how bad they are. And uh, when I think of, like, stuff that's the the worst films of all time, they have to have some level of ambition, a mixture of ambition and being impossible to sit through and making you just infuriatingly mad while watching it. All three of those things, I think, anyway constitutes something being on a worse movies list because i kind of pick worse in how i sort of pick favorites which there has to be like an emotion an actual like emotional impact with them is as well as merits in the field that they're going for does it fail does it succeed in the field that it's going for in terms of best movies and in case of worse does it fail in the field that it's going for does it have some kind of ambition there and is it impossible to watch, boring, and also makes you mad? It just flat out makes you mad. Well, and then you've also got movies on this list that you have to put them into the context of their target audience. I've never seen Barney's Great Adventure from 1998. I'm going to guess almost everyone who voted for this was an adult, not the target audience no, for not, a Barney movie. No, not the target audience for a Barney movie, but an adult still knows the difference between a good kid's movie and a bad one. Because people were saying this about when we went to go see Oogie Loves. Look, yeah, we know we're not the demographic for that movie, but we can tell the difference between a good kid's movie and a bad one. I'm 31 years old. I know that Paranorman is an insanely better movie than the Oogie Loves. Paranorman was one of the best movies of last year, I thought. And even going beyond that, I know that Follow That Bird is a better film than Elmo and Grouchland. You can still tell the even though you're outside of the demographic, you can tell the difference between what's a good one and what's a bad one. And as far as the demographic goes, my daughter got Oogie Loves on DVD. She hated the thing. Mm-hmm. She made it about 10 minutes in. <laughs> so that, but, even but, kids but hate also, that movie. <laughs> but she also watched that David Dakota and Easter Bunny puppy movie with you. Yeah, she hated that one too. Well, but then you've also got ones that part of this list, I think, is made up of people who've never even seen a lot of the movies that they vote for. They go, oh, I've heard this movie is terrible. I mean, how many people have actually sat through Cool as Ice? That one, I would guess that a lot of those people voting have seen it. Where I would say, where I would question how many people have, and again, I'm not saying it's because the movie's good and people are giving it a bum rap. I'm not saying that. But given that Disaster Movie is number one, how many people have actually sat through that? I, I have, so I know I it's terrible. I have too. I caught it on tape one night. Yeah, I know it's terrible. And because also, uh, practically all of their movies are on here. Epic movie, disaster movie, of course. Uh, I'm sure Meet the Spartans is on here. I, I, I don't know. Uh, granted, for the field of spoof movies, they are like the worst ever made. Even worse than Scary Movie 5? Yes, 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 they are. They are worse than Scary Movie 5. 
Well, and, then, and Scary Movie 5 sucked. Well, and then you've also got ones that were such notorious box office bombs that it reinforces your theory that these people haven't actually seen it. Like, I remember It's Pat. No one went to see that movie in its theatrical run. I can't imagine all those people that didn't go see It's Pat in 94 went and picked it up on video to watch it to vote it onto this list. I they went, oh my god, it's a Saturday Night Live sketch movie. I've heard it's terrible. Vote. I, oh, don't I, think, I, I don't believe that with It's Pat. That deserves a spot in the bottom 100. It's Pat is a relatively obscure Saturday Night Live movie. And if that were the case, you would probably see something like The Ladies' Man or Night at the Roxbury on here and not It's Pat. And It's Pat's near the bottom with about 7,000 votes. I think most of them have probably seen that movie. That movie I deserves see. to be on there. Yeah, I saw that movie on HBO like in 95. It's it's quite bad. It deserves that being on this list. What are some that you guys would personally put on here that, that are not that, that are not on here? I I would put I would put something like Halloween 5, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 as Brad and I were fighting about on Facebook earlier. You'd probably put not, Blair Witch 2. Not, not fighting in the sense that I liked it. All I said was that Blair Witch 2 was worse. Well, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I am I'm going on record. I did not like Rob Zombie's Halloween. I think his Halloween Two is one of the worst horror films ever made. It is inept on every single level, and it almost seemed like Zombie was trying to almost hate fuck the language of film just to see how far he could take it with that movie. H two O and Resurrection were worse. Resurrection was pretty bad. Oh, Resurrection should be on this list. Resurrection was pretty bad, yeah. I'm so, I'm not saying this to be mean, because I know you like the movie, but dear God, Blair Witch 2 deserves a spot on this list. And it that's does. fine, that's just a difference of opinion between you and I. Fair enough. Uh, oh my, holy crap. Uh, me, me personally, stuff like Nuki, Night of Horror, Night of Horror does, more obscure... Man, I've seen a mountain of bad movies. I've seen movies that are way worse than most of the stuff they've watched on Mystery Science Theater. When they talk in an interview, Kevin Murphy and Mike Nelson did that interview where they said, uh, if you think these movies are bad, oh, you won't believe some of the other stuff we rejected. The stuff that we watched was only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I know, because <laughs> I watched the other stuff. So there's a surprisingly large number of Doug Walker movies on this, too. Yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily because of Doug. Because that stuff, a lot of that stuff I've seen on here, even before Doug talked about them. Battlefield yeah. Earth has been on this list since it came out. And Battlefield Earth is uh, terrible, yes. Yes. But, but, but you know, I, I love, love, love a Hollywood train wreck. I do. Like, if a Hollywood train wreck, if there's so much heart in it, you know, they, they wanted to do something unique and different, and it just crash-landed in an open field, and it just, just like, body parts of film freaking everywhere in that regard, and you can't take your eyes away from it, and that it's just so unique in its badness, and makes you laugh, and just makes your jaw drop, your eyes are open, you're flabbergasted by what you're seeing, just how could this possibly have happened? The kind of bad movie that only somebody with some semblance of talent could make. I, 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 I love that stuff. I, I, I live for that kind of bad movie. 
Well, and, and speaking of that, there's a couple that Battlefield, surprised. And, and Battlefield Earth is that kind of bad movie for me. I can watch. I can totally watch Battlefield Earth. Did I'm you not see it in the theater? It. Yes, I did. So, I saw, so did I. I saw. I it saw it in the theater for the same reason that Brad likes it because it came out. I had no interest in it until I read the reviews online over the weekend, and they were just so hate filled and just this is the worst movie ever. So I'm like, I'm buying my ticket now. Oh, yeah, and I'm not even talking in that, like, I'm watching it in, like, a stupid, a hipster, ironic sense, because, like, I get joy out of that kind of thing. You know, I smile at that kind of thing. So, that, I, I went to go see it because I heard how terrible it was, and I was hoping it was going to be that kind of unique, bad movie that you would only experience once in a lifetime. And it is. It totally is. Like, I can totally watch that movie and just laugh my ass off at it. Same with uh, other other notorious flicks like that, like like Showgirls, like like Golden Girl, like mo- like Moment by Moment, uh, things like that. There are movies that, you know, just like you, Brad, and Alex as well, we, we grew up in the video store, and so you overhear people talking about, oh, don't rent that, that's a terrible movie. There are movies that... I have always seen written in the magazines, written by by critics and people in the video store talking about how bad they are that I'm honestly surprised they're not on this list. Like uh-huh. Waterworld, The Postman, Pluto Nash. Those films um, are not on this list and all three of those, I mean they're all bad, but they're they're not that bad. I'm surprised those are not on this list, in all honesty. I'm surprised Pluto Nash isn't, because I finally watched that for the first time recently, or within the last year. That was terrible. That was really freaking hard to sit through. That wasn't the kind of joyful bad movie that some other flops are. That was just darn near unwatchable. There were only two things I liked about that movie. Any scene that involved Jay Moore... Mm-hmm. And any scene that involved Pam Greer. Yeah, the couple scenes with Jay Moore, because it's Jay Moore. I mean, I like Jay Moore. And he a clearly lot. looks like he's having a great time too. He was the the only one in that movie who seemed like he was. But it it doesn't it it doesn't surprise me that Waterworld isn't on there because Waterworld, for people who have actually seen Waterworld, you know what? A lot of them will tell you it's not that bad. And I don't, and it's not. It, Waterworld's not that bad. I, I saw it in the theater with my dad when it came out, and both of us were like, "Well, you know, it's bloated and whatnot, and certainly went over budget, but it's not that bad." Like, I think that's like this, and, and like nowadays, like if someone sits down and watches Waterworld, they're they're probably like they might not like it, but I don't know if they'll think it's one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, same with uh, Heaven's Gate. Well, the theatrical cut was a pretty big mess. That, the, the, yeah, the theatrical cut was. The reason why that shortened theatrical cut of Heaven's Gate exists is because of the three-and-a-half-hour cut that premiered in New York and got blasted by New York critics, uh, critics Vincent Carnby in particular, and got hammered and hammered. So Michael Cimino personally requested it to be pulled out of theaters so he could go back and shorten it some more and that's how we got like the two hour 20 minute two and a half hour version of it i think it was just a little over two hours at least the version i saw on cable i think was in a two and a half hour time slot and that's with bumpers after it It, for the next thing and that was that was a mess 
that was a mess. You couldn't really tell what the movie was supposed to be about. Uh, scenes were reorganized to make it really confusing. Like, there's a part where, spoiler alert, Chris Christopherson happens upon Christopher Walken's dead body. And they edited that to happen right in the middle of, like, a battle scene that Chris Christopherson is at. So just really weird editing choices like like that. But when you watch the three and a half hour version of it, it's not there's nothing about that movie that qualifies it as being one of the worst movies ever made. And I think a lot of people who see that movie nowadays realize that, which is why it's not on this list. In fact, I think if you click on Heaven's Gate on IMDb, it's in like the sixes. Well, one that um, I, re- I remember, and this can all go back down to like with Heaven's Gate re-edits. I remember uh-huh. when Once Upon a Time in America came out, Roger oh. Ebert called it the worst film of all time. Then when he saw the director's cut, he said, this is one of the greatest films of the last decade. It's that... amazing what a director's cut can do to a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Siskel put it at number one on his best movies of the year list uh, that particular year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a, an instance where foreign theaters were getting the director's version of it and domestically here in the states we were getting that like two and a half hour version which like heaven's gate that two and a half hour version a freaking mess same thing i remember with brazil when that came out the brits and the europeans were getting what we know as the director's cut and we were getting that that love conquers all piece of crap sid scheinberg cut it was weird how the American critics were savaging this movie that was being called one of the most brilliant movies of the 80s yeah. by the foreign critics. And it led us moviegoers, I mean, even just reading Starlog and that, I have no idea what to think anymore. I don't even know what cut of the damn movie I get to see in the theater. This uh-huh. is ridiculous. It's hard for me to say, because I can name movies that I would certainly like to be on here. It doesn't surprise me that they're not. Like Nuki, for instance. Uh, yeah, I would, dear God, that that should honestly, seriously, be number one. But I'm not surprised that it's not on here because it probably doesn't have enough votes on its page to qualify it to be on here. There's not that many people who have seen it to uh, get it on the bottom 100. Oh, it needs to be. It needs to be on the bottom 100. Well, and then you've got other ones that were savaged by the critics and then found life with not even the box office originally in the example I'm going to give up, but eventually found its cult following. Look at something like Dune. Remember when Roger Ebert was asked to give the 10 worst films of 1984? He said, Dune, 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 Dune. That's how uh, much he hated Dune. Yeah, yeah, he gave it one star. Uh, Siskel hated it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are movies like that that have over time found a huge cult following. I know way more people who like Dune than I do people who don't like it. And you can say that too about the cult following that Xanadu got after it was released. I remember the savaging that got from critics when that first came out too. And I, and I love Xanadu. I'm not much on Dune, but I like but I love Xanadu. I love the soundtrack for Xanadu. Oh hell yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then we need to talk about a distinction between different types of bad movies. Because I'm noticing there's a surprisingly large number of movies on this list that are supposed to be comedies. Uh And I think a comedy that's not funny 
somehow is a bigger insult than a horror movie that's not scary or a drama that's not dramatic, don't you? Uh, there is a difference between that because a horror movie that's not scary and a drama that's not dramatic, that that's just bad, that can still get entertainment value out of it for being unintentionally funny or being very, very campy or something about it that can still make it watchable even though it failed at its at its intended purpose. When it's a bad comedy, that means it's not funny. So it doesn't even have that. So that, it, to me, is what makes a bad comedy probably the worst freaking thing you can sit through. And you know what's funny about a lot of the quote-unquote comedies on this list that I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. A lot of them are supposedly satires, like Plump Fiction, The Tony Blair Project, Epic Movie, Disaster Movie, things like that. That's mm-hmm. actually, I think, even more of an insult than just a comedy that's not funny because you might be able to go, oh, the hottie and the naughty, maybe just to a certain audience that is funny. Nobody finds satire that's not funny funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that chalks up to just bad comedies, too, in, in general as well. That's what makes a bad comedy probably the worst freaking thing that you can sit through. And there's all kinds of things that make a bad movie. You, whether we're just talking about technically inept, a technically inept film, okay, you have that. Something that okay is not funny, like a like a bad comedy. Something that fails its at its intended purpose, but in like a bad horror film, and even something that's technically inept can still succeed in another way, albeit unintentionally. Maybe for camp reasons, maybe for unintentional laughs. And then you also have the stuff that's just insulting to you that maybe is technically well-made and maybe even has good acting in it. Just insults you in every way, shape, or form because of script or uh, because of dialogue. Things like that. Then, Brad, I'm going to nominate Why Isn't the Will Ferrell Land of the Lost on this bottom 100? That I didn't see. I I, I didn't see that. But but, So you have that. And then also you have something that, that maybe is just personally not good to you. Maybe it's good in acting, maybe it's good in direction, maybe it's very, very well made, but it's personally not good to you, maybe for reasons that you just simply find it boring. Die Hard 5, to me, offends me in every single way, shape, or form. When you have something that lazy, something that horrifically shallow, and just blatantly, no one on screen cares about this damn thing. And also the fact that it got chopped down by like 30 or 40 minutes. I'm not saying that would have made it any better. But when you have something that god-awful and soulless that is part of a series of some of the best action movies ever made, the first one arguably being the best action movie ever made. I'll put it in the top ten. Yeah, I'd put it in the top three. That, to me, is hugely insulting uh okay that that prequel to the thing crazy insulting. oh yeah i'll, I'll back you on that one well my insulting do you mean like it insulted the fans or i found it offensive and, and mad that people enjoy it um with, with the way i was kind of the angle i was kind of going there was more so insulting as a fan of like previous movies previous works or even sort of of the genre not like purse not like like uh, oh my god, they're screwing a baby. I'm offended. Not like that. So so, so no Serbian so, film. Yeah. No Serbian film. 
You can see, I'm going to go with putting Halloween 2 on that, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. Like I said, that, it to me, is one of the most inept, I-don't-care movies of all time. Mine would be some of the, the really bad remakes of 80s horror films. Uh, when a Stranger Calls was notably crappy, and I watched I've that I've never seen theaters. the remake for that, so I don't know. I, I keep hearing it's bad, but I don't know firsthand just how bad. Is that worse than A Christmas Story 2? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the remake of Stranger Calls, worse than Christmas Story 2. Christmas Story 2, I thought, was worse, but they both pissed me off in some of the same reasons and some different reasons. When the When a Stranger Calls remake won PG-13, so piss off. And also, it was like they just saw the first 15 minutes yeah. of the original film. It's a it's remake a re- of the first 15 minutes. Yeah, that's it. It's a remake of the first 15 minutes. I've never seen the remake because I don't want to. The trailers turned me off and, and everything I've heard about it. I've heard people say, I mean, people I know in day-to-day life, the worst horror film they've ever seen was the Black Christmas remake from a few years ago. Is it really that bad? I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know, but I've heard that too. I have heard that about the Black Christmas remake, but I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. So all of us are avoiding <laughs> the Black Christmas remake because it might just be the worst horror film ever. It's made. it's it's not that I like. I've necessarily avoided it. I've just really forgotten about its existence until you mention it. Because I'll be honest, if if I was doing the site around when that came out, I would have seen it. I I would have seen it for the website. But no, I I didn't I didn't I didn't see that. I and, and now I don't really have a reason to. <laughs> I was really insulted, and I didn't even like the original very much, but. We're sticking to the remake thing. I was insulted at the Prom Night remake. That movie insulted slasher movies, I think. And I didn't even think the original was all that good of a movie. But the original was at least... It tried. Yeah, yeah. The original at least had some kind of slight merit to it. I mean, okay, it wasn't an insultingly bad slasher movie. It was what it was. It's a cardboard cutout of an early 80s slasher movie. That's that's what that's what the original one is. If you ask me, the second, the pro, Hello Mary Lou Prom Night Two is way better. It's got Ironside in it, of course. Da- damn right. To me, that's a, that one was a, a way better movie. And you um, know, I've never seen the fourth one. The fourth one for Prom the, Night. The third one is a sequel to the second one, and the fourth one is just standalone. It's about like a crazy priest who kills like screwing teenagers. I have I did avoid the remake of Prom Night because. No, PG-13 slasher movie, no. I just, uh, the only reason I caught it on HBO or something one night, I missed the first, like, 20 minutes, and I don't feel like I missed anything. I, I just, I kind of like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, yeah, that was a waste of time. <laughs> Did it have any similarities to the original, other than it taking place on prom night? Not really. This one takes place in a, mostly in a hotel and it's about like a stalker or something. I'm going by memory here, so I might be misremembering it. I was just bored, really. I don't like PG, PG-13 movies around prom, because how do you make a PG, PG-13 movie centered around an R-rated event? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's after prom that's R-rated, Brad. Oh, Not the prom, even, after prom. Even, even during prom's got underage drinking. 
there are other movies that I keep hearing about as, oh, this movie is so bad, and then it it's not on a list like this. Do you think that there are, are movies that people do that hipster, I like it because it's so bad, so I won't vote it, vote for it like that, such as Transformers 2? There are people that like Transformers 2, and they're... They're brain dead! I'm not talking yeah, about mental patients! But they're, they also... They are, I, but they also majority. They're, yeah, it's also, like, a lot of its young target audience that probably did vote on that thing. And, and when I think of, like, a hipster sensibility of watching something like that, like, I thinking of, I, I think of them doing that just out of anger and spite and hatred of themselves and like i'm gonna watch it just to get drunk and and whatnot like uh when i watch a bad movie i want to have some semblance of joy to it you know what about these movies that that were on like the wikipedia list that we discussed on the episode you were not on that are so i heard (laughs) that are not really that bad or at least do have artistic merit like myra breckenridge no pun intended. That was a ballsy movie for 1970. I'm with you on that, and I can't really compare it to like the book or anything, but it's it's um it's a unique film, <laughs> and 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 uh, and some of that stuff I saw that and and yes yeah like you know Wikipedia did say it just said films considered to be not necessarily what they think are and stuff like that. So yeah, Breckenridge. Uh, there's some, there's some qualities that Myra Breckenridge has. I think Same it with... has great acting. I love the editing with the use of the old film mm-hmm. clips, and there's artistic merit. Even if you're not invested in the story, it's still that is still an art film to me. Uh huh. Yeah, I I don't think it's one of the worst movies ever made. I don't think Sextet is one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, it, to me, it was weird seeing Inchon on there because Inchon's not very good, but it's mostly just boring. Aren't you the one that said nobody's seen Inchon? I've seen Inchon. I'm the one guy who's seen Inchon. Apparently, <laughs> I don't even think Olivier saw Inchon. Well, and then you've got ones. I'm looking at Jowski's Avatar here, not the Sunny Chiba Street Fighter, but I know the Raul Julia Street Fighter is generally considered one of the worst films ever. Although I would say it's way better than Mortal Kombat 2. I'm really would... surprised Mortal Kombat Annihilation's not on this list. Oh, that that surprises me too. Uh, oh, but see... I, I get a thrill out of watching the the horrible Raul Julia Street Fighter film. Yeah, me too, because it, it revels in its badness. There's some joy you can find out of it because of how kind of campy and bad it is. And to me, that doesn't that that separates it from being a worst film film because to me a worst film can't even be watchable like not even in an unintentional way mortal Kombat uh, 2 is like that i can't yeah. i don't think i've i don't think i've ever seen that movie at one time because i can't make it through a single sitting i just get angry and have to leave so uh-uh. what are some other movies that you're surprised are not on this list and i've noticed a lot of the ones we're talking about are relatively modern films too yeah. I mean, relatively being from the last 20 or so years. Uh, more people are akin to vote on something on there that's more recent, something that, you know, they've just seen. Well, or it's something that has, like through Mystery Science Theater, has entered the pop consciousness within the relatively, within a relatively new period of time. Like, 
I'm honestly surprised Manos and Jowski can defend this is number four on this list because while it's unequivocally a bad movie, even without Joel and the bots, I've seen way worse just on its own merits. I have too. I've seen worse than like maybe not so much on a technical aspect in terms of sitting down and actually watching it and picking out maybe a few things that are actually sort of okay about it. Yeah, I've seen way worse than than Manos. I've sat through Manos uh, unriffed before, and no, it's not a good movie. But I can think of some things about it that I think are okay. The guy, some of the acting, I think is okay. Tom Naiman is the master. I think he does a good job. I think John Reynolds' as Torgo does a good job. Oh, uh, Torgo is great, and the fact that he went and really got into that role so much so that he made his own like leg things that permanently damaged him. Yeah, uh-huh, I- I- exactly. Yeah, I, I think he did a, a damn good job in it. I think that there, that there are some solid things about that movie. Now, if we're talking about merely on a technical aspect, if that's what we're judging on here, just as on, like, a filmmaking standpoint, yeah, it's one of the worst movies. It is. But I also have to factor in me pers- me personally. I know a lot of people when they put together a worst list, they're just factoring in just like technical merits and stuff like that. Okay, and I and I get that, I do. But for me personally, since I do this stuff for a living, I also factor in what's easy and what's hard to sit through. I don't find Manos very hard to sit through. I, I don't. Maybe it's because I've seen it so many times. I I can think of way worse movies that are that are way harder to sit through than Manos the Hands of Glitter. Fate. Glitter. Exactly. Glitter is harder to sit through than Manos the Hands of Fate. Absolutely. And there are other ones again going to the Mystery Science Theater thing. Again, on a technical level, I agree with you. This movie is not well made and it actually yeah. has a lot of unintentional laughs, but I saw Space Mutiny unrift late night on cable ever before I saw it on Mystery Science Theater. Uh-huh. I didn't think Space Mutiny was that bad on its own. I think it's sit throughable on its own. I think that it's that there's some enjoyment out is, of it. Is that the, is that the new term, sit throughable? I where did I pick that up from? It was somebody on one of the comments, and it just made me laugh. It's I think not it was on one of the throughable. It's it, no, it it was. I think it was on one of. I mentioned it in one of the vlogs. I think oh, it was. It, on, it, it was for the Pain and Gain trailer. That's it. It it was somebody, one of the commenters on Ain't It Cool News said, well, that looks sit-throughable, and I loved that. That's a really good term. I I totally get that. I do. Okay, yeah, uh, Space Mutiny, I think, is a technically inept film. I think that there's a lot of horrible things about it. It's sit-throughable in its badness. Same thing with Zombie Nightmare. Oh, with yeah. the Adam West? Adam West as a corrupt uh-huh. cop and a young... Isn't Tim yeah. Carrer in that? Yeah, if you if you have a lot of joy in your movie that's maybe not technically well-made, yeah, okay, whatever. Zombie Nightmare, it doesn't have to be. Um, it's the same thing with Puma Man. I saw that on Rift before... Mm-hmm. I saw that on, like, some 3-in-the-morning UHF broadcast when I was growing up from some Michigan station that uh-huh. I was getting out... that I somehow got here in Wisconsin, and I remember I loved it. I thought, this is a really cool superhero movie. It wasn't until I was an adult that I realized it kind of sucks, but it's sit-throughable. Yeah, and let's and, and let's take a look at something that's like so 
freaking entertaining because it's so over the top and cheesy. Like something like uh, Golden Girl. All right. It's a movie like Golden Girl that's just so out there with its dialogue, its plot, its characters that it's just from beginning to end entertaining as hell. When you have that kind of movie that's not very good necessarily, to me, I can sit through that way easier than I can than a lot of movies that are technically great that are like considered to be some of the best movies ever made. I'll sit through Golden Girl way more times than I will like Gone with the Wind or Wizard of Oz or things like that. And like in all honesty, I really like Laser Blast. Charles Band's Laser Blast, I think it's a pretty decent flick. I think that Laser Blast is a solid movie. I'm actually with you on Laser Blast. When they're making fun of Leonard Malton for giving it two and a half stars in his movie book, I'm the guy who sits there and is like, yeah, you know what? That kind of makes sense. And and think about it on this kind of level as well. For 1978 and the budget that he had, and remember he started production before Star Wars, so science fiction was still kind of you know on the outs in mainstream Hollywood. The movie accomplishes a lot with uh-huh. a little. Yeah, yeah, and that's – and. I can respect that too, because and 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 going back to Manos as well, like I have nothing but the utmost respect for ha- Harold Warren who made Manos, because here's a guy who just simply made a bet that he could do this movie, and you know what he did, <laughs> he did okay, so it's not the best movie ever made, and that's putting it lightly. He still made it. He still did it. He still wrote it and shot it with this camera that could only shoot like 30 seconds at a time with no sound and edited this thing together and actually had a premiere for it. I mean, dear God, that's to me, okay, taking the final product out of it, to me, that's downright inspirational. Alex, I'm sure you'll, you'd agree, since I know you are a huge Manos backer. I am a huge Manos fan, and I am looking forward to that HD re-release if that guy gets it off the ground. Yeah, if he actually yeah gets it off the ground. Well, now, what about Vanity Projects? Because I'm only noticing, and I'm just glancing at the list, so I might have missed a couple. I'm only noticing one hardcore Vanity Project on this list, and that's Cool As Ice, as I brought up before. I'm surprised is on this list, and Hudson Hawk is not. I love Hudson Hawk. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I love that as a movie, but I know how hated that is. I'm really surprised Hudson Hawk's not on this list. I think that Hudson Hawk is a movie that's sort of like Waterworld in that regard that over time has found its audience. Maybe not a very big audience, but enough of an audience to keep it off of that list. Battlefield Earth is a huge vanity project, and that's on the list. Yeah. Fair, yeah, fair. Because see, Hudson Hawk, I saw seven times in one week at the theater. Because they had the matinee, this is back, what was that, 91, 92, maybe even 1990. So I'm in high school, it's summer, we don't have air conditioning at my house, the movie theater's a block away. You know what, we can go to a matinee screening, see Hudson Hawk, sit in air conditioning for two hours, and yeah. get some popcorn. You know what, we did that every single day that week. And dude... Like, and you had an earlier appreciation for Hudson Hawk then than me, because I, okay, what was Hudson Hawk, 91? Really early ni- 90s. Yeah, yeah okay, I remember let- watching it on 
like 91 yes Showtime. 91 91 okay so i saw it in 91 too but i was 10 years old so i wa- i'm watching hudson hawk and when i saw it at that age i'm sitting there watching it like what the hell this is really stupid and then when i get older and see it again i'm like okay this is supposed to be really stupid and it's got a legitimately funny jokes james coburn it's yeah. like he's in a different damn movie, and then Butterfingers and his lines, and uh-huh. you know, just random. You want me to rape him? And you, the movie has—I mean, it's got bad jokes. The I guess you won't be attending that hat convention in June. That's a cringier of a joke. There are funny ones too. There are, and like the stuff with the dog, the fact that one of the villains is a dog. You're like Bubba, it shoots him out the window at the end. <laughs> yeah, you've got Danny Aiello and Bruce Willis singing Would You Like to Swing on a Star? Exactly. While, while, rob, while robbing the Louvre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, while robbing a place, because that's how they time their robberies. <laughs> it's actually kind of a witty movie, really. Uh-huh. I remember when it came out, when I first saw it, I really enjoyed it, actually. Over time, I'm like, yeah, this is stupid, but I still like it. But I liked it enough at the time to actually go out and rent the Nintendo game for it. I've never played the I've never played the NES it game. Sucks. <laughs> it's a licensed title from NES. I wouldn't have expected otherwise. But one movie too that definitely found it that didn't have an audience back in the day and definitely does now is a uh, Last Action Hero. Again, I'm I'm kind of surprised that's not on the list. Now, Last Action Hero, I do think is a failure on both a technical and even cult level, but it has absolutely inspired moments in it. I, I disagree with you on Last Action here. I think that's a smart as hell movie. I think that, I think that that movie does so much stuff right. And I think if that came out 10 years after it did, it wouldn't have gotten a lot of the hate that it had. I think that it was the right movie that maybe came out around the wrong time for not enough people to appreciate it, even though I did when it came out. It isn't like I watched it years later and was like, oh, now I get it. No, no. I saw that in the theater and was like, this is really clever and really funny and smart and actually has some really touching moments in it. Love Last Action Hero. And Last Action Hero, it it does not in the least bit surprise me that Last Action Hero is not on this list. But the same reason that it doesn't surprise me that Dune isn't. Even though I'm not that huge of a fan of Dune. For me with Dune, though, it's more that I just kind of find it boring. But But in terms of Last Action Hero, I know way more people who like Last Action Hero nowadays than who don't. Me included. I've always loved Last Action Hero. I, I highly freaking recommend that movie. Well, and then you've got a couple that I, I think, I mean, they're bad, no doubt. Like, the one I'm going to bring up is terrible. Might consider it worse than it is because of cultural differences. Like the British movie Fat Slags, <laughs> which is full of British humor. I mean, I w- I'm not surprised Americans didn't even get what the intended jokes were, uh, let alone yeah. the, all the jokes that just failed because they were bad jokes. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's equally, and if not more so, hated over there than it is here. Uh, Film Brain took a look at that movie and had he was pissed. nothing but unpleasant streets to say about it. Yeah, I, I've rarely seen Matthew Buck as pissed as he was. When the uh-huh. end review fat slags. Oh yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that that's certainly British, but that's not something that's like just well received over there, and it's bashed here. Oh no, 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 it's it's not like 
he had as many nice things to say about that than he did that Keith Lemon movie. <laughs> Which we, I don't even think we ever got. I never even heard of that movie until Dude, Matthew Buck reviewed it. I didn't even know who that was until he reviewed it. Well, another one that I'm surprised is not on this list and I think deserves to be Spice World. <laughs> I sat through that. Oh, yeah, yeah that Spice was... World deserves the hate it gets, I think. Mm. Was it was it Lindsay Ellis that did Spice? One yeah. of the that guy people reviewed it and they yeah. were not wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, it it was Lindsay. I I I haven't I haven't seen that movie all the way through. I I'm certainly not the target demographic for that. But even with that being said, what I did see of that movie, uh, no, 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 no. But that uh, from Justin to Kelly thing is on there. Yeah, <laughs> toilet brush head and flash in the pan. Yeah, because we thought that was going to be a hit movie, right? Now what the hell were they thinking with that? Well, and then there's also... Oh, God, I thought they were thinking that they could probably do that with every season of American Idol. Oh, yeah, yeah. If Like, if that movie was a hit? I yeah. would That that would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. It really wouldn't. We could have gotten... But that kind of makes me mad now. Because we could have gotten a Ruben Stuttered, Clay Aiken, Buddy Cop movie. <laughs> On that note, we're going to wrap up. <laughs> Brad Jones, where can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> the cinemasnob.com the marquee dissuade where can people find you in your chaps my chaps asslesschaps.com well, well, aren't chaps technically assless in and of themselves so isn't saying assless chaps kind of a double negative yes but assless chaps is really fun to say fair enough okay where can we find you in your assless chaps geekjuicemedia.com but I don't have any assless chaps you can find me at the same geekjuicemedia.com, and Alex is now mad at me. <laughs> and 1201beyond.com has been relaunched. Stay away from it, you Vietnamese bastards. We will stage another nom if you keep this up. Oh, he, he rich too. Oh, he rich too. 